This is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello, friends. How is everybody feeling on a Tuesday? Hope you're all right. I don't really have a good intro today. No words of wisdom, quips, anything like that. So let's just dive into it. This is the Workday Red Zone. We'll be here with you today until 2 o'clock. And uh, as always, we appreciate you tuning in on the Ticket Radio Network. We are all over your radio dial, but also online at 953theticket.com. Plus, just in case you were unaware, you can take us with you on the go. You download the TuneIn app and search for KNEA. And you'll be all set. If you want to shout at us today, the number on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications, 870-930-3776. Also, you can uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the ticket radio. And have a question of the day posted for you on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. You can also find it by searching for the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio by producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. So, uh, yeah, this is it. This is what you're stuck with today. You got me and Cade. Hope that's good enough. I mean, that's what it is about 90% of the time anyway. So, uh, it should be if you've still tuned in all these years later. Uh, let's look around at some news and notes. Of course, we are now, now right now today, we are three weeks out from report day for Arkansas State football. Uh, That's going to be on Tuesday, August the 2nd, and then the very first practice of the fall slate is on Wednesday the 3rd, and of course that all leads up to, or starts to lead up to, uh, the season opener, September the 3rd, against Grambling State. Also, there will be additional A-State news today, uh, A-State slash Sunbelt news, as the men's Sunbelt Conference basketball schedule will be released at 1 o'clock, so at one o'clock. That's going to be what we'll be talking about. But until then, a little bit light in terms of uh, what's going on for the Red Wolves. Meanwhile, Sam Pittman and Razorback football continue to assemble their 2023 recruiting class. The most recent player to pledge his commitment to Arkansas is cornerback Jalen Braxton, a four-star recruit from Lone Star High School in Frisco, Texas. He was on the Arkansas campus back in June and then chose the Hogs over Baylor, Miami, Michigan State, among others. In Monday's MLB action, St. Louis Cardinals earned a split in their four-game series against Philly with a 6-1 to one win. Albert Pujols also passed Stan Musial for the, uh, in, in terms of the all-time extra base hits list. Uh, so he's now third there. But uh, now the, uh, the challenge gets a little bit tougher. Cardinals open a three-game set against the L.A. Dodgers tonight at 645. And, of course, you can hear that on our sister station, 95.9, the Wolf. In terms of the slate today, we'll throw out the question today here in just a moment. But do want to let everybody know that at 1230, we are going to be catching up with a State Nation publisher, Jeff Reed, we uh, went and looked. It's it's been three weeks since we've we've talked to Reed, and kind of shame on me because we probably should have caught up with him sometime in that window. But uh, three weeks ago, A State had just started getting a couple of commitments in that 2023 recruiting class, and, and touched base on some of those. Well, now uh, I think they've picked up about either seven or eight commitments since the last time we were able to touch base with Reed. So we have a lot of catching up to do when he joins us today. 
uh, including the most recent commitment, which is the quarterback uh, in this 2023 class. So, again, uh, Jeff Reed joining us today, in fact, uh, in this hour at 12.30. We will not... Touch base with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, today. He's out of pocket. He's on a little vacation before uh, the sports calendar ramps back up again. So we look forward to touching base with him again uh, next week, hopefully. Question of the day. It's a very important, I use that phrase very loosely, sports anniversary today, if you were unaware. It is the anniversary of Disco Demolition Night. That was on Thursday, July 12th, 1979 in Comiskey Park uh, at Chicago, Illinois. It's basically just, you know, a nice little garden variety doubleheader promotion that uh, ended in a full-fledged riot. So in honor of Disco Demolition Night, I want to know what you think is the worst idea in sports history. Just a bad idea. There's a lot of them out there from rebrands to uniforms to promotions like this uh, to draft picks to free agent signings the, the, there's a there's, there's a good there's a good list several good lists out there and you can pick and give us your worst idea in sports history so uh, I, I was obviously not around not alive for disco demolition night but what happened basically is uh, the, the White Sox weren't any good um, which has kind of been more years in their history than not but but to to ramp up some attendance for a doubleheader with the tigers they decided to blow up disco records <laughs> on the field between a doubleheader so you got game one between the white Sox and the tigers blow up some records game two they had partnered with a local dj named steve Dahl, who was like well, he was kind of like a shock jock, and he was just, he hated disco, I guess, with the fire of a thousand suns or whatever. So they partnered with him for this promotion, and his sponsoring radio station also helped the White Sox in discounting tickets. So, if you brought a disco record, your ticket was 98 cents. So you got cheap tickets, you got disco hatred, and... They ended up with a a crazy, crazy crowd. They were aiming for a crowd of like 20,000 people. And they got about 50,000 people. So they weren't ready to (laughs) deal with this by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, There were entirely, entirely too many people there. Uh, A lot of them were not there at all for the baseball whatsoever. They just wanted to blow stuff up. So they blew stuff up, and at the end of the day, well, a lot of people got arrested. Uh, Some of them left turnstiles and climbed fences and even climbed through open windows. And the Chicago Police Department had to close the off-ramps on the expressway near the stadium. And it was just uh, absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. And, uh, yeah, there were explosions. There was baseball. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 39 people arrested. So, an all-timer of a bad, bad, bad baseball day. There are some others uh, that are in the running, including uh, Tencent Beer Night, which we'll touch on later. But uh, a long, long list in sports history of uh, bad ideas from multiple different sports. And we'll touch on some of those 
throughout the day today. But I tell you what, uh, we've thrown out the question. You all know the number, 930-3776. The phone line will be open on the Ritter Fiber, on the, uh, excuse me, Right Fiber hotline during the break. And you can weigh in with us. But we'll go ahead and, and hit a breather here and be back in just a couple minutes for more of the Workday Red Zone. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. So before you hit the campground, the lake, or any other getaway, be sure you stop by Mr. T's. Because at Mr. T's, hot weather still means the coldest beers at the absolute best prices. And with more than 200 beer selections from all around the world, they're sure to have what you're looking for at Mr. T's. So whether it's across those Kahlua-colored waters at Riverside or in the curve at Red Onion, stop by and see why 365 days a year, it's always worth the drive to Mr. T's. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. The great taste of 1812 pizza that you've enjoyed for years in Manila and Jonesboro has made its way to downtown Paragol. That's right. The newest 1812 pizza location is now open at 223 North Pruitt Street in Paragol. And they're bringing the area's best selection of pizzas, sandwiches, and salads with them. Dine in with them downtown or enjoy it at home with carryout. There are now more ways than ever to enjoy 1812 pizza on Race Street and Hilltop in Jonesboro and now at 223 North Pruitt in downtown Paragol. Eat local with 1812 Pizza Company. I this letter a couple of days ago and I thought I would share it with you. Dear Mr. Ford, my name is Doris and I'm 82 years old. I enjoy your stories. I have one for you. My husband and I were hosting a young lady who was an exchange student. We took her to get her driver's license. Her English name is Jane. She calls me mom. She passed the written test, failed the driving test. The state trooper said she ran every stop sign. Jane looked at the state trooper and said, I was just driving like mom does. Good story. Glenn Sane, God bless our troop. EAB Jonesboro is looking for team members in our sales department, and we are offering a $2,000 signing bonus. EAB Jonesboro is the most listened to multimedia group in Northeast Arkansas, including K-Fine, KISS, The Wolf, The Ticket Radio Network, KBTM News Talk, and Bob FM, plus our amazing digital products. If you have media sales experience, apply today. Or if you don't have media sales experience, apply and convince us why you are the person for the job. Send your resume to Lori at eabjonesboro.com. That's L-O-R-I-E at eabjonesboro.com. And get your future moving in the right direction. Plus, get a $2,000 signing bonus if hired. Become part of the largest media group in the state. Apply today. EAB Jonesboro is an equal opportunity employer. What if one day you went to your secret hiding place? You know, that spot that only you know about? And instead of what you came for, you found something a little different. What if, instead of your private stash, you found a simple phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? What would you do? Would you stop and give it some thought? Would you make the call? The truth is, all drug use comes with risk. Before those risks become real, before drugs turn your life upside down, before drugs take their toll on you and your family, know that there is help. You can quit. If you or someone you love is struggling with drug use or prescription drug misuse, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral. Or go to samhsa.gov slash thereishelp. You're fierce. You take care of business and don't hold back. Taking care of your health shouldn't be any different. You know when something's off. Don't ignore symptoms like fatigue, joint pain, and rashes. Listen to your body. 
It could be lupus. We're here to help you take control. Learn how at BeFearsTakeControl.org. Brought to you by the Lupus Foundation of America and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year. Help police by not escalating. Address any complaints after the encounter. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Shout out to whoever left the uh, donuts in the K&EA studio. I hope they're not poison because they're getting, they're going to get annihilated over the course of the next couple of hours. It's what happens when you don't eat lunch until 2.30. Uh, welcome back uh, to the Workday Red Zone. Fueled by donuts and uh, V8 energy drink today. Kara and Cade with you 9303776 and over to call. A reminder that we're going to catch up with A-State Nation publisher Jeff Reed in about 15 minutes, but uh, a heads up on the com question. What do you feel like is the worst idea in sports history? The reason we're asking today, it's the anniversary of Disco Demolition Night, which was just a well... It would take a large amount of profanity to adequately describe what a disaster that was. But uh, you all know, you've read the stories, you've seen pictures, all of that. So what ranks up there with Disco Demolition Night? So far, a lot of you on base, on, uh, excuse me, on Twitter have, uh, you're throwing a lot of baseball answers at us. Um, None of which I'm able to argue with yet. And we'll look at some of those answers as we move along during the show. I was trying to think of, uh, like, you know, a local answer, an A-State answer, and... Almost feel bad saying this, but red was a pretty bad <laughs> idea in the uh, in A state history. Those red hats sold though. They did, they did, and I I, I don't I, I feel like I'm picking on somebody by saying that because obviously somebody came up with the idea and implemented it, and and A state was kind of between you know a rock and a hard place. You had to phase out the the Indian, um, all of the Indian. Uh, logos and uh, merchandising and mascots and everything else that that went with it and it's not like you can just you know hit up Amazon and buy a whole new custom-made mascot costume for Prime Day at least I don't think you can I haven't checked all the sales yet today that's on the to-do list letter maybe you can maybe you can these days but you couldn't back in 2007 and 2008 so uh, they they had to throw red in there and it's just kind of best, I would just kind of consider it best as a, a forgotten mascot. It could have been worse, but it could have just, could have just maybe skipped a year and just not, just not had red out there. Uh, still, of course, red doesn't even hold a candle compared to some of the all-time most terrifying mascots. And when I start to think of, of some of the absolute worst, I just... I can't wrap my head around whoever came up with the New Orleans baby cake mascot. It's like, I I just, 
It's the stuff of nightmares if you've never seen it. I think everybody remembers, you know, the Chucky movies. This mascot is not like as demonic as the Chucky dolls, but yet somehow far more terrifying. Also, it's huge. It's like eight yeah. foot tall. So it's just, I mean, it's just nightmare fuel. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why some people decide to go the absolutely completely insane mascot route. It's just, um, yeah, so Red was definitely better than that. So maybe not uh, something that deserves to be anywhere on the list of worst ideas after all. Uh, not a lot of A-State news uh, right now today, um, but give it about uh, 43 minutes and that's going to change. Because at 1 o'clock today, the Sunbelt Conference is going to release its full men's basketball conference slate. So we'll get to see what A-State has lined up in terms of conference opponents. Of course, the conference is going to look different. We're going to see teams like uh, Southern Miss on the schedule for the first time. um, And all of the East teams as well. It looks like. A, a tweet I'm seeing about what we can expect for the men's schedule. Expect the teams to play their own division. Five teams out of their own division twice. One team in all East teams once. So, that will be interesting to see. Of course, Arkansas State's longtime travel partner, Little Rock, is... Well, they're on the schedule just as a <laughs> non-conference. Yeah, as a non-con game. So uh, that's going to be a little bit different this year. And, and truth be told, I, I want to see, you know, how some of these schedules just just shake out in terms of balance because everything is going to be unbalanced. And who ends up with a quote good schedule or a bad schedule? Because, to be completely honest, I I have not kind of dived into the baseball, or excuse me, the basketball um, standing of of some of these new members. The Sun Belt has not been a great basketball league for for a while. It's been okay, but it's a one-bid league. You know, ideally, this league would get back up to, to two bids at some point in time or find a way to maximize its one bid. But the past, what, two years, the Sunbelt has got a 16 seed, which is not where you want to be if you're going to get a bid. I mean, you got to find a way to get that to get it up there in at least that 13 range so you have some kind of a shot of being able to win a game in the big dance. And, and lately, the Sunbelt has just not been in a, a position to do that whatsoever. So I don't know much about... Uh, from a basketball perspective, these four new incoming programs, what their history looks like, things like that. I, I do know that um, there is some some better history with the, you know, historically a team like Old Dominion has been to the big dance several times, but I'm not sure about recent history. You know, recent history, Georgia State is, is the team that has had the most success and is, is going to look to be holding on to that. So, <sighs> We'll just have to wait and see at 1 o'clock what this looks like. And then, of course, uh, we'll have more A-State news tomorrow as well as the women's Sunbelt coverage schedule will be released at 1 as well. So a little bit after 1 today, we'll be sitting around trying to decide if we have, you know, beef with the belt or not or if we're okay with what these schedules look like. And again, right now, uh, I'll be honest, I'm just stalling. I'm just stalling until then. So we have some uh, new news to talk about. But 
Uh, not gonna lie, you know, we weren't with you last week, and I'm almost kind of forgot what we were supposed to do today, since it is Tuesday. Kind of procrastinated on getting this all together today, so um, we might be a little bit short on the fun facts, but that's okay, because it's still time to go ahead and grab an ice-cold Molson and uh, get ready to take a trip to America's Hat for the CFL update. Theme song's still the same. It's all that matters. Uh, let's start today's update with the great news. Cody Grace is back for the Calgary Stampeders, leading to many maple syrup-loving fans swooning over his epic punts in the Stamps' Week 5 pummeling of Edmonton. 49-6 was the final score, by the way. Obviously, with that many points, Cody Grace wasn't out there a lot, but his three punts were really impressive. He averaged 43 yards a punt, and I think he had one punt that pinned the Elks at like their one or two yard line. Calgary is undefeated, by the way. I'm pretty sure last year's CFL update, we spent a lot of time talking about how terrible they were. Not terrible this year. Fun fact, the Stampeders are the only CFL team ever in, in that league's history to have an undefeated season all the way back in 1948. Funner fact, the Calgary mascot is still Ralph the Dog. We've already given you the bio of Ralph the Dog in a previous update, so we won't go through that again. There are the Stampeders, so I really think it needs to be a horse. But moving on, moving on. Uh, the big Canadian Justin McKinnis was also victorious last weekend as his Saskatchewan Rough Riders topped Ottawa 28-13. McKinnis grabbed two passes for 31 yards, including his longest catch of the season, which went for 26. McKinnis holed in at least one pass in all five games so far this year. He's already topped his receiving yards for all of 2021 because he was just not healthy and could not stay on the field. So already, already a better season than last year. Of course, since his team won, that means the Red Red Blacks lost. And one of the reasons for that was uh, the bulk of players they currently have injured, which unfortunately includes A-State alum Monshadrick, a.k.a. Money Hunter. I could not find out what his injury was uh, in a quick Twitter search, but it has landed him on the sixth game injured list as opposed to just the one game injured list so unfortunately it's not it's not just some kind of minor tweak he's sidelined for at least six games so bad news there uh hamilton was off nothing to report on kyle wilson or ronnie bingham and with no more fun facts to share that wraps up this week's cfl update i'm really hoping that one day i'm going to look at that hamilton roster and i'm going to see ronnie bingham promoted to the active roster instead of the practice squad. He was on the practice squad all last week. So far through five weeks of the CFL season, he's still on the practice squad. And I kind of, I, I hate the fact that he, along with um, Roberson, Waylon Roberson, are two of the recent A-State what-ifs. What if those players hadn't been injured in, you know, pretty much their last game in an A-State jersey? What would their pro careers look like had that not been the case? You know, Leyland Roberson, unfortunately, uh, barely got a shot at all, which it, it seems like he's doing okay if you want to update on him. Um, he's entered the coaching world, and I believe he's now the defensive coordinator at Bemidji State. So he has he has settled into coaching. 
seems like he's already advanced quickly if, if he's already worked his way up to a, a coordinator role. So I guess, you know, that's that's good news there, ultimately, yeah. uh, that that is what he's doing. But still, kind of a, you know, he and Bingham both uh, just coulda, shoulda, wouldas. Knee injuries late, late, late in their A-State careers that um, hampered any any shot they had to, to make it to the NFL and just always kind of disappointed for them in that aspect that they, they didn't get that shot. Uh, one more A-State coaching news thing, uh, alumni update. That's what I'm looking for here. That's the phrase I'm trying to find. Jamal Jones has landed on the coaching staff for Pulaski Academy. So he is going to be working there, of course, uh, right out of his time with A-State as a player. He entered into, I think, like a Letterman relation role. And then uh, I think he was also maybe on the Paragold staff for, for a quick minute. He was with a, a team in Northeast Arkansas and then now has uh, landed there with PA. So there are a lot uh, of A-State alums right now that are working throughout the state as high school coaches. And so uh, congratulations to Jamal and, and wishing him the best there. Uh, I think that's kind of it in terms of, of Arkansas State news on the day. Quickly, before we move on and get ready for a phone call with Jeff Reed, I want to give a quick shout-out to Arkansas State Soccer. And I meant to do this yesterday, but uh, they came out on July 4th and actually did our red, white, and blue color run with us at EAB. And again, apologies for not mentioning this yesterday. And last week we were with you to mention it, but I just thought it was really cool that the entire soccer team came out and took part in that event because of course um, a a portion of the entry funds for that went to support the United Way of Arkansas so A-State Soccer came out supported United Way and I just thought that was really cool it looked like they had a good time I mean they were just as messy as everybody else (laughs) when it was all said and done so I I think they enjoyed it but uh, hat tip to Coach Dooley and uh, A-State Soccer for coming out for that Uh, let's uh, move on we've still got more A-State stuff to talk about, but we'll do it with A-State Nation publisher Jeff Reed. He'll join us right after the break here on the Workday Red Zone. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Brought to you by Central Life Sciences, the leaders in post-harvest grain protection. Don't let little insects in your stored grain grow into a monster problem. Protect your stored grains with grain protectors from Central Life Sciences. Their bug-free grains lineup now includes two new products that require no tank mixing. Gravista Insecticide and Sentinel Synergized Insecticide provide the control and knockdown power you need against stored grain insects. Protect your grain from monster bugs with Central Life Sciences. Contact your local distributor or visit bugfreegrains.com. This summer, let's take care of ourselves and our local businesses. And what better way than a getaway in your own home state? Book that river trip. Find that cabin with the view. Plan a trip to the lake, a museum, or your favorite state park. Or head off to a local town that you've always wanted to explore. There's more than ever to discover inside our state's borders. Get inspired at Arkansas.com. Seek more in Arkansas. 
Hope, Arkansas will be rocking it to the rind as they set the stage for the 46th annual Hope Watermelon Festival. We've got the biggest ensemble of family fun with a kid's zone, food and vendors galore, and ice-cold Hope Watermelons. Things will really get rocking when Uncle Cracker hits the big stage live in concert on Saturday night. Join us August 11th through the 13th at the Fair Park in Hope as we're rocking it to the rind. For more information, visit HopeMelonFest.com. This ad paid for with a combination of state and private regional association funds. Livestock prices rebounding a bit. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. July corn at 754 and a quarter down 27 with September corn at 605 and a quarter down 31 and three quarters. July soybeans at 1615 down 26 with August soybeans at 1478 and three quarters down 43 and a quarter. July wheat at 839 and a quarter down four and a half with September wheat at 832 and three quarters down 23 and three quarters. October cotton at 9863 down 381 with December cotton at 9138 down 346. July rice at sixteen seventeen down thirteen and a half cents with September rice at sixteen fifty two and a half down one. Moving on to livestock now, August live cattle one thirty six fifty two and a half up thirty seven and a half with October live cattle one forty eighty five up forty two and a half. August feeder cattle one seventy eight forty two and a half up three fifty five with September feeder cattle one eighty forty seven and a half up three oh seven and a half. July lane hogs at one thirteen forty five up thirty with August hogs at one oh eight seventy five up thirty seven and a half. That's your EAB Noon Market Report brought to you by Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC, field tested and farmer approved. Seeing agriculture at work all around us is like seeing hope in action. Farmers and Merchants Bank helps farmers and ranchers every day with production loans, equipment, real estate, and more. And we know finding the right lending expert is vital, too. That's why we now have our lenders and their areas of expertise right on our website, mebanking.com. Farmers and Merchants Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender, growing with agriculture. There's no doubt about it. Being informed is key in the business of agriculture. You need the best return on your investment, and we're here to help. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson with the EAB Ag Network. Each and every weekday, we'll keep you informed with the latest news that affects our region and market prices as well. Stay tuned for reports on this EAB Ag Network radio station several times each weekday. The EAB Ag Network, keeping local farmers and ranchers in the know. We all know ticks suck blood, but not just in the woods. Ticks can be almost anywhere year-round. Even though some are smaller than the head of a pin, they're big trouble. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So wear protective clothing and an EPA-registered insect repellent. And when you shower, remember, check for ticks everywhere. If you get a tick, tell an adult and go to ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. TechSuck.org. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Well, welcome you back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade still with you in the studio. Uh, we caught up with our next guest, A State Nation publisher Jeff Reed, three weeks ago. Covered a lot of recruiting ground. And then as soon as we hung up the phone, A-State landed like five more commitments. So <laughs> we are overdue to catch back up with Jeff Reed, who joins us now on the Right Fiber Hotline. Mr. Reed, how are you? I am doing well, Miss Ritchie. How are you? Doing good. And you, Mr. Carl, young Mr. Carlton. I'm good. <laughs> That's good, Grasshopper. <laughs> All right. Do you call what is the age limit for for calling someone grasshopper, Reed? Yeah, I don't know. 
at my age is probably a lot different than it would be for your age. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But. Uh, uh, anybody that's in their 20s, they're grasshopper. They still, you still have so much to learn at that time. You just don't know it. That's why we bring, that's neither here nor there, right? That's why we bring you on to guide us. So you can you can show <laughs> us all, all the ropes. You're both in major trouble. <laughs> you've been, uh, maybe you've been a little bit too busy to, to pass down some knowledge to us. I mean, it seems like Butch Jones has been uh, keeping you... Keeping you steady busy with plenty of, of recruiting updates. Uh, they have been. They've had a, uh, well, they hit a span there where I, they've had a lot of guys who uh, have committed. And uh, they uh, and they all seem to come in bunches, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like you talked about. They had some, and then we got off the phone, and then boom, about five more happened. You know, part of it is, they're recruiting for the 23 class, and they're like uh, 10 or 11 commitments there. And I'll, I'll drop this hint. There will be, should be another one coming this afternoon. Okay. Uh, and um, But they're also recruiting to fill the 22 roster. I mean, we're talking about guys who are going to be on campus at any day now. So, And I think there's three or four spots left there. And so you've had some guys who are committed that are getting ready to come in right away. And then, but most of these are the are the twenty three guys. I want to kind of start with today and, and work backwards because again we've got several guys to get caught up on. But you know the most recent commit for a state football is is the quarterback Jalen Rayner. Uh, I know this guy is a dual threat guy, but what else is it uh, about him that makes him a fit at a state and makes a state a fit for him? Well, he's a good athlete, you know. And one time I had a conversation with coach hack and and uh, he kind of told me you kind of like to alternate your quarterback recruitments one year you get maybe a guy that's more of a pocket guy and the next year you kind of get a guy that's more of a dual thread well you know last year they added jackson bailey mm-hmm. uh a year before that say uh oh i went to san antonio but i forgot his name and now the receiver wyatt beagle yeah they added wyatt and wyatt could run and throw and then last year it was Jackson, and he's more of a he can run some, but he's more of a pocket guy. And now uh, with Rayner, well, you've got a uh, a kid who can really run. He also plays; he starts on their basketball team and averages about five or six points a game. So, good athlete uh, can make things happen when 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 plays break down. Plays a, a good level of football, a higher level of football there in North Carolina, and. Uh, I do know, or at least I've heard talk, that uh, they may have actually turned down some other quarterback commits to get this guy. He was the he was the top of the of their list, and are very highly considered and thought of. And they've turned they rejected some others and, and said, "So well, let's hold up, not rejected, but just hold off there, yeah. you know." And then, so it looks like they've got their guy. We. I already see a, you know more balance to this class uh, so far. Almost kind of a little bit of everything in in terms of the ten players that have committed. But you know there's still going to be a, a heavy e- emphasis on the line. And before uh, Rainer committed, I think A State picked up not one, not two, but three offensive linemen almost in back to back to back days. So you've got Joshua yeah. Daniel in this class, Mason Myers, and and Walker Davis. What about these guys? Well, uh, for the most part. They are guys who could play all three positions, especially uh, Mason Myers from, from Moody, Alabama. 
can play center, uh, can play guard, can play tackle. Uh, Josh Daniel is a big guy, 6'3", 330, uh, and moves well. Uh, so he might be, he's probably more of a guard right now, but you know, you don't ever know. You kind of like your tackles to be a little bit longer with longer arms. Uh, so, but Josh is probably a guard, but can't play center. Uh, Walker Davis from, from Benton, 6'3", 275, is probably very explosive, uh, very strong weight room guy. He's probably more of the, of a center than any of these guys, but he could also, you know, Coach Quan likes to get the guy. And, of course, all most coaches do. You, you, you don't just want to get, find a guy that all he can be is a center or all he can be is a guard, you know. Because injuries happen and you need flexibility and you want to be able to put your best five out there regardless. So uh, I think that that's what uh, Walker Davis probably a center, but could, could go other places. Catching up with A-State Nation publisher Jeff Reed here on the Right Fiber Hotline. Uh, with uh, with Walker Davis, you mentioned he's a, he's a Benton guy. So already we're seeing three commits in this class that are from, from in-state. And I'd... To me, I don't necessarily care where where a player comes from, but a lot of guys, uh, a lot of fans, do want to see more in-state products. So, so why this year has A-State had success early in in getting some in-state commits? Well, I think a lot of it is the fact that uh, you know the, the Jones staff has been here a year and a half, you know, and, and they're getting to know people. You know, uh, you hear a lot of talk that maybe Anderson staff had possibly alienated some folks. I don't know, but I do know like his next to last year at one time they had like four in-state commits and then three of them decommitted you know and went to schools out of state not necessarily that was the other g5 schools so uh but i think you know i think butch wants to uh i think he wants to get local guys but at the same time i think he wants to get the best guy they can get you know cedric hawkins the, the, the running back from uh from stuttgart they, uh, he, he caught their attention at the UCLA All Arkansas camp when he, when he ran a 4-4. And then a week later, he comes to Jonesboro and he runs another 4-4. And after that, it was like, we want this guy. He can run. Now, DeAndre Burns from Illinois is a phenomenal athlete. Uh, you know, a great long jumper. Could probably be a great triple jumper if he, he concentrated on He could probably, you know, he could be a points guy probably for the, for, for the Arkansas State, uh, uh, track team. Yeah, I mean he has that type of potential. He's very fast. I mean, he basically almost single-handedly led uh, Ed Rader to their first state championship in track this past year. You know, he won the long jump in the 100. And part of a winning relay team, and he's he's a, he's a great guy. And the only reason, you know, I never understand they have this rule in high school track that limits how many events a guy can be in. You know, I said, well, are we going to start running, limiting running backs how many times they can carry the ball? Or, I mean, <laughs> I don't, that rule does not make sense to me. Uh, but uh, if he could compete in more, you know, he probably scored, would have scored more points. Yeah. But uh, he's a good guy. And then uh, who was the other guy that we haven't? Uh, Ian Walker, we talked about him. But uh, they've just established good relationships, you know. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of parents really want their kids to go to school close to home. Yeah. You know, and they don't like sun halfway across the country. You know? uh, mine was getting ready to start diesel school in Nashville, and that was kind of weird. We didn't know how far that was. <laughs> but uh, 
but uh, my own kind of like in the morning the Lord at home, but it is what it is. So and I think that's what the case with most parents. They want, they want their kids to, to be close by. But I think, back to your question, Butch and them have done a real good job of uh, connecting uh, with coaches here in the state. And uh, I, the Jones people, they, they pretty much have an idea how this, re- how this recruiting works. You know, and, and, it's, and, and I think they cover every, every step there is. Two more guys I want to bring up, and then I'm, I'm just going to throw some random questions at you until we wrap it up, if that's okay. But uh, sure. uh, also, uh, we talked O-line. You know, there's a couple defensive linemen uh, in this commitment class so far as well, inside and outside. So you got Timothy Gulley and, and Terrell James also that have pledged their commitment. Oh, Timothy Gulley is one of my favorite recruits of all time. Okay. And and, and I'll tell you this, but he's 6'1", 290. And I'm talking to him, and I said, do you do any sports? Yes, I do track. Well, you, you, what, what do you do? I'm expecting the weight events. He goes, I do the shot put, I do the discus, and I run the 100. I go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You run the 100? There is actually, uh, if you go to his Twitter account and scroll up, there, there's video of this big 290-pound guy running the 100 meters. And, I mean, he, he can run. <laughs> He doesn't win, and it looks like after about 80, 85 yards, he kind of peters out. But, I mean, it, it's, it's, just, it's just I love watching it because it was, it was one of my favorite all-time uh, things that I've seen on Twitter because, I mean, this is, a, this is a dude that is big. And, I mean, for most of that race, he's right, and I'm sure this is not world-class sprinters he's against, but still, to put him in the 100 meters, I mean, he's a guy that, that that's, that's good speed for a guy that size. I mean, he's carrying a lot of weight. And Terrell James is a defensive end guy, outside linebacker, 6'3", 214 out of Florida. Uh, could play a lot of position, had some really nice offers. and Right now he is the highest-rated player uh, among the 247 ratings. Uh, we're working on getting the other guys rated, and, but he's, uh, he's a good pickup. Yeah, Purdue offer, a numerous group of five offers. So a good list on, on his page. Well, that's one thing, you know, that's one thing – which and his staff look for that. Who else is talking to this guy? Who else is recruiting him? You know that one time they they you know we we heard last year that we Arkansas State had thirty five guys on their roster that that ASU was the only uh, FBS offer they had, hmm. and, and you kind of go hmm. But anyway, so that's uh, that's neither here nor there. But it's uh, it sure helps that uh, you know sometimes you find a guy like that that didn't have very many offers. You know. Uh, uh, Ryan Carruthers' only FBS offer was Arkansas State. He turned out to be a pretty good player. But for the most part, it, you kind of like to see guys who have gotten good offers from, from other people. Just a couple more minutes here with A-State Nation publisher Jeff Reed, who's joining us on the Ryan Fiber Hotline. Uh, okay, so obviously Butch Jones and, and his staff have done uh, – they're targeting speed heavily. And, and you mentioned some of the, the yeah. guys that are going to be coming in uh, in this 23 signing class. But right now, on this current roster for A-State, if you take Omari Walker out of the equation, because obviously he's he's a track guy, so he has track speed, who's who's mm-hmm. going to be the fastest guy on this A-State roster? Who? Without looking at it, now you got now you got me going from memory, and that's not good. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, a guy that I think, May open a lot of eyes. I don't know how fast he is, but he has a good collection of size and speed, and that's a wide receiver to Barrett Jenkins out of uh, 
out of South Florida is coming out. Probably a freshman that probably has a bigger chance to play as any freshman. We know Sammy can run. Sammy Johnson. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, the running backs. Uh, Kerry, you got to prep me. You got to give me some lead time on these questions, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I apologize. I, I got to think about that more. I'm sorry because okay. We're talking about you're talking about 81 players, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll rule out everybody that wears a 50, 60, or a 70. How about that? Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I tell I tell you what, hit us hit us with a tweet sometime later, and okay, yeah, we'll do that, and we'll we'll, that. we'll follow up on this question. Is that is that okay? Sure. See, sure, you sure. said you needed time to think about it, but yet you answered today's question of the day in like two seconds as soon as it was posted. Oh, because that's a horrible rule. <laughs> we ask uh, again our, our question today: the worst idea in sports history. It took it took Jeff Reed twenty seconds to answer with uh, the runner on second base. An extra innings baseball. Yes. Yep. It's okay for softball, but to me, baseball and softball are different games. And and I just I, I just do not like. I don't even think it's fair. To, it's not even fair to relief pitchers. You know, yeah. or, and and I, I got to thinking of that. If that guy scores, does he count as an unearned run? Because it's not fair to that pitcher. You put some guy on second, and if he scores, then he's earned. You know, that guy, you never even faced that guy. And yet, I, I guess he doesn't count statistically. I don't even, I don't know the rule on this. Statistically, how would he count? But you didn't, you didn't face him as a pitcher, so how could he count against you? So maybe that's the thing. I just don't know. But I, I just think it's a horrible, horrible rule. Uh, you know what? We've had that discussion before. As, I'm pretty sure it's on there. Yeah, as to whether or not that runner count or how okay. it counts. And then I think we've had the discussion and then never gone in. And I know I've never gone in and, and done the research. But you would think it wouldn't hurt a pitcher's ERA because inherited runners don't go on yeah, you're right. you're, that's that right. pitcher's that's what I got ERA. And let, yeah, if, if there's somebody already on base, it goes on the guy before you. Of course, there's no... Guy before you, if that runner comes in on, so I don't know. It's it's a mess. I that's a really long He's way to phantom. say it. I agree He's with a phantom you. Phantom runner. <laughs> it's uh, it's hey, uh, what can our listeners find right now at astatenation.com? Well, we're checking up on a lot of recruiting and getting ready to do some stuff on our you know, the pro guys and uh, and then just different things like that. Main thing is uh, it's recruiting season, but then. Uh, We'll be starting football practice here in a few days, so it's, it's and then we got the New Orleans media days coming up, so it's going to be busy. Yeah. And you said it always uh, is. You said look around for possibly a commitment today. Yes, I, I have checked with him two or three times, and uh, he's waiting on his video to come in. Okay. And uh, his commitment video, and he also told me he's got a recruiting party this afternoon, a commitment party. So. I would think so. It's just, uh, this is a guy that's got a couple of offers that uh, that kind of open your eyes. He's a defensive player. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens. But everything's leaning toward yes, yes, yes. And I wouldn't say that if I'd ask him one time because I know how things change. Sure. But, I, but we've had this conversation two or three times via Twitter or text that it's still going to be today. So uh, it's something to to keep your eyes out for. Well, we will look forward to that. Mr. Reed, thank you for the time today. You bet. Y'all have a good day. Stay dry. Stay cool. All right. You too. We'll see you. Fortunately, no worries about the 
stay dry part. <laughs> it hadn't rained in a month, but that's all right. Uh, we'll talk about the weather later. We got to take a break. We'll be right back after this to wrap up this noon hour on the ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. In the world of sports, we often talk about tradition. But even though sports fans are suckers for history, the past couple of months have been a reminder it's still all about the bottom line, profit. At the beginning of the month, USC and UCLA left the Pac-12 to chase a payday with the Big Ten. We're not sure what will happen with both teams' schedules, but the moves have a potential to put an end to some of the long-standing rivalries. A similar rush is occurring in golf. The new Saudi-backed golf tour has managed to poach numerous top golfers to compete with the PGA Tour. Fans have every right to disagree with the moves, but we have to remember that although fans are a crucial part of every league's success, money is always going to be king. And with the amount of money new leagues and conferences are able to offer, we may have to get used to these leagues and these players breaking tradition in pursuit of profit. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. And Callaway's Chrome Soft isn't just better for the better players, it's better for everyone. Starting with our best-selling regular Chrome Soft, golfers get better feel, more distance, and incredible forgiveness. For better players looking for workability, Chrome Soft X gives you excellent spin consistency and tour-level greenside control. And finally, Chrome Soft XLS delivers lower spin on longer shots, firmer feel, yet high spin around the greens. Learn more, find your golf ball today at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome soft. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real live person. You know, a human being who's actually understanding your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others and has a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. It's live customer service. Discover. Exceptionally are you looking for high-quality child care? Arkansas Early Learning is enrolling daily at arearlylearning.org, offering programs for children ages newborn to five years old in a family-friendly child care setting. With a three-star Better Beginnings rating, Arkansas's highest quality rating, your child will develop reading, writing, and behavioral skills that will help prepare them for kindergarten and school success. Plus, nutritious meals and children with disabilities are welcome. Apply now for Arkansas Early Learning at arearlylearning.org. AEL is a nonprofit organization and an equal opportunity Provider. At Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragould and Hilltop in Jonesboro, we have you covered whatever the project. Gazaway Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks in your neighborhood. Grilling season is here, and Gazaway Ace is your outdoor cooking headquarters with they brands like Traeger, Weber, The Big Green Egg, and Blackstone. Get free assembly and free delivery now at Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragould. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go hey there, this is Brad Bobo, personally inviting you to join me for The Drive. It's a place where we talk about the sports news that matters to you and to the people making it. A-State in the Sun Belt, Arkansas in the SEC, plus the Cardinals, Grizzlies, and especially our local high school coaches and athletes. We've got you covered on The Drive. It truly is a show about local sports, plus you never know when a song is going to break out. So join Will I Ain't and me for The Drive, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6, right here on the Ticket Radio Network. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, ask for help. 
You have the power to be truly free. I know. I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov slash meth. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. A very abbreviated final segment of this noon hour here on the Workday Red Zone. Just got to talking with with Reed. I enjoy talking to Reed. And we had a lot to catch up on. Again, with Arkansas State adding in so many different commitments over the past few weeks. So that chat uh, ran a little bit long. So no open phone lines right now. However, when we come back at the top of the hour, we'll uh, start taking some more phone calls. Do want to say thank you to Jeff Reed for all the grief that I give him. And have given him over the years on social media. He he always, if I if I reach out, he's always quick to join us, and <laughs> he always has good info and puts up with a lot of really dumb questions uh, for me via text as well. So I just uh, can't say thank you enough to Reed for helping us out so much. You'll be able to find that interview coming up later on today at ninety five three theticket dot com. If you missed it, uh, we cover a, a huge amount of that of that uh, commitment class so far. And as he mentioned, should have some additional news coming up later on today. So going to be looking forward to that. Uh, Elsewhere, uh, a reminder once again that when we come back at 1 o'clock, we are going to be discussing the Sunbelt Conference men's basketball schedule because that is going to be released today at 1 o'clock. So we'll find out the slate for Arkansas State and uh, just see how that matches up with other teams around the league. Today, it's men at one. Tomorrow, it's women at one. So we will have new news when we come back from break at the top of the hour. In addition to that, coming up in, in hour number two, a lot more debate on our KavanaughCars.com question. Again, we're asking you what you think is the worst idea in sports history because it's the anniversary of Disco Demolition Night. So uh, we'll have more opportunities to take your feedback and also share some of your answers on Twitter as well. Who knows? Who knows? What all else we'll get into in hour number two. We'll see. We'll see. Might do a little looking through the Prime Day sales during the break. Uh, those are too daunting. I can't get into there's, it. There's, 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 too, there's too much stuff. There I is just, a lot. I just can't do it. The, the difficult part is not buying dumb stuff. Because you see it, and it's on sale, and you're like, oh, it's 87% off. But then it's not something you need to begin with. I'm just going to buy more dog food. I think that's the only thing I've bought so far. Which cheap, you got to take advantage. That wraps up hour number one. <laughs> Again, still so much more to get to in the second hour of the program. We hope you keep it right here with us for more of the Workday Red Zone.
Podcast is with those wall here. Tuesday, Ticket Radio Network Sports Update brought to you by Plans Tire Service. Arkansas State football players report to fall camp in Jonesboro three weeks from today on Tuesday, August 2nd. First practice of fall camp the following day, Wednesday, August 3rd. That's one month away from the season opener against Grambling State at Centennial Bank Stadium on Saturday, September 3rd. In baseball, Corey Dickerson had a two-run home run. Lars Newbar with a solo shot, and Matthew Libertor allowed just a solo homer in the first in seven and a third innings of work as the Cardinals beat the Phillies 6-1 to split the four-game series with the Phillies. Cardinals open a three-game set with the Dodgers tonight at Bush Stadium. First pitch at 645, pregame 550 on 95.9. The Wolf lifting Matthew Libertor starting for the Cardinals against Dodger right-hander Mitch White. And Stephen Matz will be on another rehab start tonight for the Memphis Redbirds as they open a six-game series in Nashville. He's set to go 60 pitches or four innings, whichever comes first. Bringing you the best on tires since 1963. That's Plaza Tire Service, and it's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Nebo Auto Center, Northeast Arkansas's original new car alternative, is now celebrating its 20th year. And now is the perfect time to swing by their all-new location, just a quarter mile south of the old one on Stadium Boulevard. If you're in the market for a late model, low-mileage car, truck, or SUV, Nebo has a well-stocked lot of vehicles that fit almost any budget. Visit NeboAuto.com and see them at their new location at 3910 Stadium Boulevard, just south of the bypass. And look for the red roof. We go Nebo. Let NEA Golf Cars keep you from becoming your golf group's Can I Ride With You guy. You know, the guy standing by the first tee always needing someone to jump on with. NEA Golf Cars offers new carts at all the top brands, including Onward by Club Car and a large selection of used carts, plus all the parts and accessories to make sure your cart looks and runs its best this golf season. Go to NEAGolfCars.com or call 236-GOLF for more information. It's goodbye Can I Ride With You guy and hello sweet ride. Thanks to NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragool. Hey y'all, this is Matthew Cox with Cox Implement, your home for bad boy Ferris, Altos, and Xmark, four proven industry leaders in the zero-turn mowers. Check out our dependable, hard-working, up-for-any-job-you-need-to-tackle tractor lines from Massey Ferguson Bad Boy. From Echo Power Tools to premium implements from Woods and Bad Boy and locally made MEB trailers, Cox Implement has you covered from top to bottom with three locations to better serve you in Hoxie, Highland, and Jonesboro. Cox Implement, equipment you can count on, people you can trust. The process of buying a home is a big deal. That's why the team at First Financial Mortgage is committed to making the home buying process as easy as possible. Here's what Joey had to say. We could not have been more pleased with First Financial Mortgage. Mary Tucker was absolutely fantastic. I can't imagine anyone being more responsive than her, and she had everything turned around in well under a month. My family and I will always be grateful for the work Mary and her team did in order to assist us. Call Mary Tucker or Katie Ingram at 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. You must be your fairy godmother. Yes. It doesn't take a fairy godmother to tell you that the right fit means everything. Good heavens, child. You can't go in that. Children under four foot nine need to be in a booster seat because they aren't ready for adult safety belts alone. Many parents miss the important step of booster seats. Maybe you better explain things to him. Booster seats raise your child up so that a safety belt designed for adults will fit and protect them properly. Oh, that does make a difference. Remember that four foot nine is the magic number and get your little pumpkin there safely <laughs> in a booster seat. Hop in, my dear. Oh, thank you. And like Cinderella, you can live happily ever after. It's like a dream. A wonderful dream come true. For more information, visit boosterseat.gov. This has been a message from the U.S. Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. 
This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, as promised, right at 1 o'clock, the Sunbelt Conference has released it's 2022-23 men's basketball slate, and we'll start diving through that here in just a moment. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It is Kara Ritchie and Cade Carlton hanging out with you for another hour today. We'll throw the KavanaughCars.com question back at you in a minute, but uh, might as well uh, sift through this schedule first since it is uh, you can look through all of the league schedules. At sunbeltsports.org. And of course, A State has their post up at astateredwolves.com. So let's look at the basics here for Arkansas State men's hoops coming up in this upcoming season. So uh, the basics it's going to be an 18 game slate for Sunbelt Conference basketball. And it is going to be eight weeks of Thursday, Saturday games. And then that very final week of the conference season, they'll do what they've done in previous years and move that to a Wednesday-Friday. So eight weeks, Thursday, Saturday, one week of Wednesday-Friday. And uh, A-State going to be facing most of, but not all of, the newcomers in the league coming up. So uh, let's look here at... At this schedule. Uh, this, whew, this is going to be goofy. And I apologize if I'm taking some deep breaths or long pauses between my comments. Because I'm looking at this schedule for the very first time um, as we read it to you. So we're all learning about this together, okay? Uh, looking at, uh, again, the, the A-State men's schedule here. The conference season is going to open uh, with a pretty long road trip. The Red Wolves are going to go to Old Dominion. On Thursday, December the 29th, and then this is the one, well, not the one, but the worst. Well, geez, this schedule's a mess. Sorry. This schedule is a mess uh, as I read through it. All right. uh, Again, I'm trying to gather my thoughts here as we're looking through this together. All right. AC goes to ODU to open things up, right? Thursday the 29th. Pretty much the second that game is over, they got to get on a plane because then they play ULM on Saturday, December the 31st. And they play that game in Jonesboro. So you've got, what, 40 hours to go from ODU to Jonesboro to host ULM the following week, January 5th, January 7th. Uh, This is actually probably the easiest road trip of the season. A-State will go to South Alabama and to Troy. Easy peasy. It's a road trip A-State has made numerous times. The following week, uh, the following two weeks, Arkansas State is going to be at home. So January the 12th and the 14th, the Red Wolves host Texas State. They host Southern Miss. The week after that, host Louisiana, host Marshall. The week after that, uh, to close out the month of January, that's where the schedule kind of gets a little wonky again with the road trip. The Red Wolves go to Southern Miss on Thursday. But then Saturday, they got to be in Boone to take on Appalachian State. 
The following week, it's back home to host South Al and Coastal Carolina. And then uh, Thursday, February 9th, the Red Wolves are back on the road again. That's at Texas State. But then the next Saturday, they go got to go all the way to, to Georgia Southern. So you're going almost from the furthest west school in the league to one of the furthest east. Whew. Thursday, February the 16th, they stay back at home to take on Troy. The 18th, taking on Georgia State. So uh, the Red Wolves do get to face the reigning league champ in Jonesboro. And then the final road trip of the season going to be an easy one. It's at the Cajuns on the 22nd at ULM on the 24th. So that's the full slate. So we'll let everybody kind of think about it for just a second. Size that one up in your head. And let's go to the phones and welcome in Chuck to the program. How are you? I'm doing good, Kara. How about yourself? How you doing good? Thanks for the phone call. Hey, were they drunk when they come up with that schedule? <sighs> You've got... With with this being a 14-team league now, you don't have necessarily the... I guess you just don't have the easy-peasy travel partners like you used to, but a couple a couple of these road trips are goofy, man. They are. I mean, like, like the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand going out there, but why not go from there to boom, get them out of the way instead of coming back home and playing a home game? You know? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, you're, I all, no you're already that. out there. Then from Texas State all the way to Georgia Southern? I don't know, man. That's kind of crazy if you ask me. Looks like it could have been an easier way to do it. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't make schedules, so. But that's not what I called for. Okay. <laughs> I, you, you, you were talking about some of the... The alumni, man. Whatever happened to Q Lee? You know, Q Lee was he's he's been in coaching. Uh, you know, for a while he was helping out at, at Nettleton, uh, but then I think he moved back home to somewhere in in Alabama, and I think he has still continued to, to you know work in coaching. But I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Okay. Cause, I mean, you know, that was a pretty big name for A State, and I, you just don't hear nothing of him anymore. That's what I have. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah. he was a a great player. You know, he signed a, a free agent NFL contract uh, out of A State, maybe with the Titans. Uh, but you know, unfortunately, that that was that was short lived, and then uh, he ended up deciding to you know enter the coaching world. Um, he was uh, he was at Nettleton for a couple seasons. I know. Yeah, uh, helping on that staff, and then and then last I heard, he had moved back to to Alabama. But I don't see. Um, kind of going through a quick, you know, Google search to see if I can find any information about what he's up to these days. But but last I heard, it was coaching. Okay, I was just kind of curious on it. I'm you know, you just don't hear nothing of him anymore. Yeah. You know, and I was, you know, you didn't mention nothing about him earlier. And I guess you did uh, mention the running back at Blast Academy, right? Yeah, that's what uh, Jamal Jones, in case uh, for those yeah. of you that weren't listening in, in the first hour, you know, Pulaski Academy put out on their social media yesterday that he had joined uh, their coaching staff. So he is the newest Bruin. Yeah, I mean, they didn't say what he was going to do. What I've seen, they didn't say what he was going to do. But, yeah, I'd seen that earlier. I didn't know if he had announced that, too. No, uh, I, I, well, I just said he was an assistant. I don't know about his particular group or, or 
what he would be doing there. Right. And what's the new chancellor? Or uh, yeah, I guess it'd be chancellor. What's he going to be like? Dr. You know? Todd Shields, I do not. All I've read about uh, Dr. Shields so far is just probably what a lot of other people have read, just his, his bio and and things like that. Uh, I have read some comments, you know, regarding one of the members of the search committee. You know, they put together kind of a search committee to help with this chancellor search, and it was a committee of, of alums and business leaders and, and all kinds of different people to help make the best choice. And uh, I know a guy on that committee and talked about, uh, I've, I've seen some comments where he's talked about um, the process and talked about the impression that Dr. Shields made. And I know this guy is, is very, very high on him. I trust this guy's judgment. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does at A-State. Now, did I rewrite he's coming from the U of A? He is. Okay. Well, Karen, that's all I had, man. Uh, what's your question of the day before I get off here? Well, Chuck, it is the anniversary of Disco Demolition Night. So what do you feel like is the worst idea in sports history? Uh, Disco Demolition Night. I've never heard of it. I'm sorry. Well, it's it, it happened in 79, and it was an absolute disaster. So... <laughs> It's was that at like a semi-pro game or something? It was at the White Sox game. So the White Sox. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. So in '79 at Comiskey Park, um, on on July 12th, uh, the White Sox were not good, and they had a doubleheader with the Tigers, and they wanted to, you know, like drum up some some extra support. So they partnered with a local DJ that hated disco. He was kind of like a shock jock type person. And they partnered with that radio station, sold 98-cent tickets. And the game plan was to blow up some disco records, just have an huge explosion between Game 1 and Game 2. Well, they did, but, you know, they also had like 50,000 people there, and a lot of people rushed the field and got arrested, and things exploded, and it was a mess. Well, that sounds like that was probably the worst idea I've ever heard of. (laughs) wondering nobody got hurt. Uh, I have, I'm sure somebody did, somebody inevitably got trampled or like fell off a wall trying to break onto the field or something, but I've seen more reports of arrests than injuries. I mean, that'd be like, you know, I'm trying to think of what it was on, uh, semi-pro, what the, what it was, all where dudes wrestled the the bear. You know, you ever seen the movie semi-pro? I know, I know what you're the, talking about, but I don't think I've seen that particular one, that particular okay, uh, where, clip. Where he wrestled a wild bear, man, like that. But okay. No, I don't have an answer for that one, Gary. Y'all have a great day and go rip. Thanks, Chuck. We'll see you. 9303776. Again, the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline. Uh, the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. Right Fiber is an internet provider. And uh, they're different from what you're used to, but different in in actual good ways. (laughs) No contracts, no hidden fees, unlimited data. You can check availability for your area at rightfiber.com. I tell you what, um, let's go ahead and hit pause here because I, you know, when we told you about this Sunbelt Conference men's basketball schedule right at one, again, we're kind of 
learning with you because it was just released. I'm going to look at this in a little bit more detail uh, during the break so we can come back and do a better job of describing it. And, uh, and that's what we'll do. We'll hit pies. We'll talk more about it when we come back. Keep it with us on the ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Linux Industries, 125 years strong in the HVAC industry, is hiring salaried professionals in our Stuttgart commercial manufacturing facility. Linux's customer demand is at an all-time high. And to meet that demand, we have several salaried positions open. We currently have multiple openings for engineers. Engineers, production supervisors, quality engineers, quality management, and purchasing positions. Linux offers the best overall benefits package in the industry and has been operating in Stuttgart since 1974. If you are ready to grow your career with an industry leader in HVAC and join the premier employer in Southeast Arkansas, then visit linuxinternational.com slash careers. That's linuxinternational.com slash careers. Or text my cool jobs to 97211. Text my cool jobs to 97211. Linux Industries is an equal opportunity employer. Play it against sports wants to pay you money. Now that I have your attention, Played Against Sports in Jonesboro wants to buy your used sports equipment. You heard me right. If you have something that's either outgrown or no longer being used, bring it to Played Against Sports now. They're looking for youth and adult baseball and softball equipment, golf, weights and workout equipment, disc golf, you name it. Played Against Sports can turn it into cash for you. Go buy Played Against Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Ready to buy your first home or trade up into your dream home? Arkansas Federal Mortgage can help you own it. Their local mortgage experts make it easy, helping you through every step of the process. Process. Not only do they have low competitive rates, but you can also lock in your rate for up to 90 days, giving you plenty of time to search for your dream home. Get pre-qualified today at AFCU.org. There's no cost to apply. Equal housing lender, NMLS 418494. Visit AFCU.org for credit cost and terms. I'm 5'11". Barely 5'4". I weigh about 170 pounds. Brown eyes. Blue eyes. Brown hair. Gray hair. I'm a baseball fanatic. I'm a wife, a mom, a sister, and a grandfather. I'm a bodybuilder. I'm a research analyst, small business owner, teacher, dance fitness instructor, film and television actor. I'm an office clerk. I'm a copywriter. I'm a veteran. I have a prosthetic leg. I have multiple sclerosis. I have lupus, cerebral palsy, post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm blind. And I'm working in a job I love. I love because I was given a chance. Because I was given a chance to contribute my skills and talents. To show my disability is only one part of who I am. Who I am. Who I am. At work, it's what people can do that matters. For more information, visit whatcanyoudocampaign.org. Hi, I'm calling about the two-bedroom apartment you advertise in the paper. Is it still available? It sure is. Great. It sounds... Unless, of course, you're black or Latino. What? Or disabled or Asian or you've got young kids. Housing discrimination is rarely this obvious, but it's just as real and just as illegal. So if you're looking to rent a house or apartment and you hear things like... We only take people who speak English clearly. I can't assign you a handicapped parking space. That could be housing discrimination. 
and the only way to stop it is to report it so we can investigate it. Visit hud.gov slash fairhousing or call HUD's Housing Discrimination Hotline at 1-800-669-9777. That's 1-800-669-9777. The Federal Fair Housing Act prohibits discrimination because of race, color, religion, national origin, sex, family status, or disability. Remember, the only way to stop housing discrimination is to report it. A public service message from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. What is dedication? I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Oh, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate here with you. 930-3776, the number to call. I was supposed to be looking at the Sunbelt schedule during the break and got distracted because milk bones are on sale on Amazon Prime Day. But let's let's focus on the task at hand and not milk bones or lightsaber chopsticks or hamburger telephones or any of the other assorted junk you could buy at amazon.com right now uh sunbelt men's basketball schedule again is uh what dropped at one o'clock and we looked at a states you know in the previous segment and um my opinion hasn't really changed since the previous time we were talking about this just a few minutes ago the schedule's wonky and Again, without having true travel partners anymore, it looks like this is going to be the case for a few different teams around the league. Now, not everybody. I mean, gosh, it looks like, for example, App State has, with the exception of one road trip. So A-State, the issue with this schedule is that A-State kind of has three goofy road trips. One, maybe two, okay, you get, but there's there's three here that are that are going to be tough and the first one is is the one that leads things off because again a-state goes to odu on a thursday and then comes back to Jonesboro on a saturday they've also got a thursday saturday tilt where they're at southern miss and app state and then one more where it's texas state and georgia southern again going from almost uh, going from as far west as you can go in the Sun Belt to almost as far east as you can go that one's tough um, not everybody has to do that. Uh, looking around at, at how A-State's schedule compares to some others. For example, um, App State. They they do have a goofy road trip. They've got to go to Marshall and to Southern Miss on a Thursday-Saturday split. But, you know, they've got their other road trips look kind of okay. Coastal Carolina and Old Dominion in a weekend. ULM and South Alabama in a weekend. Georgia State and Georgia Southern in a weekend. Now, the East teams are going to play more East teams. The West teams are going to play more West teams. And the East is a little bit more regionally condensed yeah. than, than the West is. But still, uh, who else has anything as weird as what A-State is going to have to deal with? Uh, again, I'm... I'm scrolling looking around and the east teams again have it have it pretty easy 
One exception to that is Georgia State, who on one Thursday-Saturday trip has to go to Coastal and then to Arkansas State. Last time I checked, A-State is not close to the beach. We're a few couple miles inland. Uh, but, uh, again, that, that's about the worst of it for the West teams. Um, Louisiana's schedule is not terrible. Although they do have a, a home game on a Thursday and then have to go to James Madison on a Saturday. That's a bit of a tough trek. To be, I, I'm trying not to be biased here because it's it's certainly not a secret that I'm I'm an A state homer, but I'm through about nine of the schedules so far, and it it kind of looks like A state's got the worst in terms of of travel, in terms of having the goofy road trips, yeah, that have a, a ton of miles in between them. Yeah, the uh, the Hattiesburg to Boone one is uh, tough. Uh, Old Dominion's got a couple that that aren't great. Um, they've got a South Al to Coastal Carolina Thursday Saturday. They've got a Georgia State to Texas State Thursday Saturday. So those are not necessarily easy. South Al has a Southern Miss to Coastal trek. Uh, they've also got well, that's it for them. Southern Miss has a. Thursday, Saturday, where they have to go from Marshall to Arkansas State. Ooh, well, I think I found the worst road trip of the season in the Sun Belt. Uh, the very last week of the Sun Belt season, which again is going to be a Wednesday, Friday, so you're already kind of condensed on your timeline, anyways. Uh, Southern Miss has to go from Old Dominion to Texas State. Whew. So, A-State's schedule is not good, but I will say that at least they don't have that one particular road trip because that is, that's pretty brutal. Yeah. So, A-State, it seems like, has the most goofy road trips, but Southern Miss has has the worst. So, I mean, what do you do? It, it is what it is. I guess the the only positive thing about the Sun Belt schedule is is <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily positive, but it's a fact they just change it every year. So if if you know you don't like it, wait a year it'll change because this is there's going to be some tough tough road trips for again for Arkansas State, which is always the lens we kind of view things for. But then also, I mean, how do you not feel bad for Southern Miss? Going yeah. ODU, Texas State. That's brutal. A lot of time spent in the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Or I guess a lot of time spent on the bus. I don't know. Uh, Some of these has to be airport, though. Yeah. In terms of, you know, the teams on the schedule, again, uh, Arkansas State's not going to face James Madison this year in men's basketball. Uh, they are going to be able to host Georgia State. So when you look at, you know, the teams that finished near the top of the standings last year, you know, Georgia State had had a great season. A-State will will play their one game against them in, in Jonesboro. You know, there's a home-and-home, home, obviously, with Texas State, who had a great year last year because uh, they're in the West. So, there's got home-and-homes with, with most of the Western teams. Uh, so, just 
interesting. Well, uh, I tell you what, we'll, we will table that conversation for a moment and uh, follow back up on it a little bit tomorrow after we have time to continue to look at it a little bit more in depth. But also just a, a reminder that the women's schedule will drop tomorrow at one o'clock as well. And I have a hunch that there's going to be a few road trips on it that are just as wonky as what we're seeing here with the men. So uh, also, you know, by tomorrow we'll have looked around and see what some other fan bases think about their schedules. <sighs> Anyways, uh, 930-3776 is the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline. Uh, asking you today, in honor of the anniversary of Disco Demolition Night, what's the worst idea in sports history? I want to look at some of your answers before we go to break here, and then uh, we'll come back and talk a little bit of baseball with you, if that is okay. And, uh, Again, there's uh, there's so many different areas you can look at in terms of bad ideas in sports history, whether it's been rebrands or uniforms or trades or anything like that. But uh, we'll start with Mr. A's answer here. And he brings out, uh, he says, those horrible Astros uniforms. And even though he doesn't throw out a year, even though he doesn't throw out necessarily color scheme i think everybody knows exactly which ones he's talking about but he says uh, those particular uniforms and i know if you close your eyes which don't do that if you're driving but if you close your eyes you can envision those in your head quote looked like a bunch of burger king employees on the field <laughs> uh we've already heard jeff reed's answer of a state nation when he uh, joined us live in the first hour but he absolutely hates putting runners on second base in extra innings in baseball a lot of baseball answers today john goes with the designated hitter Colin says the Red Sox trading the babe to the Yankees. Yes, that is an all-timer. Chris also throws out a trade. The Herschel Walker trade uh, for the Vikings side of things. Van, back to baseball, throws out uh, those. And uh, I know everybody's seen pictures of these, but do you all remember the White Sox uniforms where they had the shorts? Oh, yeah. They had the shorts and they had the pullover said Chicago across the chest, had the high socks. Did they wear those uniforms to Disco Demolition Night? That Um, would just be an all-time bad baseball day. We're going to have to research exactly what years the White Sox wore the shorts. Uh, TK weighs in from Boone. Throws out an old uh, App State hire. Hiring Jason Capel over alum Matt McMahon. Those of you that followed the Mountaineers a little bit closer than I do would have to tell us exactly why that's a good thing or a bad thing. But those are your answers so far on Twitter. So we'll continue to look at that. 1976. But so what was the demolition? There was it 79. 79, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Was, I guess it was only for 70. So the uniforms did not overlap with no. the disco. It's kind of a shame. You just have one tire fire of a night that involves all the bad ideas that Chicago has had. <laughs> On the south side, at least. But uh, I tell you what, let's hit pause. Uh, I want to come back and and have a little bit of time to talk some baseball with you today, both in terms of uh, what the Cardinals are up to right now and then some all-star game home run derby news as well. So that's what we'll get to when we return from a break right after this on the Workday Red Zone. 
the only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. The St. Bernard's Advocates would like to say a huge thank you to Napholtz Construction Services and the many sponsors and volunteers that continue to support our annual Triple Swing fundraiser. This year's proceeds from the Triple Swing benefit the St. Bernard's Neonatal Intensive Care Unit. In the last 10 years, the St. Bernard's NICU has admitted approximately 2,500 patients, offering life-saving care to babies and allowing families to stay close to home. From the heart of great medicine, thank you from the bottom of our hearts at St. Bernard's. For more information, visit stbernardsfoundation.org. At First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, it is important that we are where you are. You see, it's not only about offering the latest in banking technology, it's also about being there for you. We pride ourselves in having multiple locations where you are never far from one of our offices. We know it's important to you that from time to time you visit with us personally about a product or service or just a question about your account. We know the convenience of that service is important. You see, it's not just about the products we offer, but it is also about convenience. That's why we are where you are. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDIC. Pico Foods in Pocahontas is offering you the chance for a great career as they're looking for CDL drivers. Pico Foods has live haul, feed mill, and truck shop utility CDL driver positions available. Total average pay is between $1,100 and $1,500 per week with great benefits including Blue Cross Blue Shield health insurance, dental and vision insurance, 401k, plus paid holidays and paid vacation. If you're a CDL driver, don't miss this opportunity to go to work for Pico Foods, an industry-leading supplier that is dedicated to customer satisfaction, competitive cost, and total quality management. Apply online at www.picofoods.com careers. That's www.picofoods.com careers. Or text JOBS to 844-802-7326. That's JOBS to 844-802-7326. Don't miss this great opportunity to work for this award-winning company. Pico Foods is an equal opportunity employer. Hey guys, if you want to feel better than you have in a long time, you need to reach out to my friends at Elite Men's Health. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter, and people ask me all the time about my results with testosterone replacement therapy at Elite Men's Health. And I can tell you this firsthand, 100% testosterone replacement therapy works. So it's helped me feel better than I have in forever. So if you feel run down or tired all the time, you might have low testosterone. And if you feel like you have less strength than you used to, if you feel like you have less endurance, you might have low testosterone. And if you're struggling to lose belly weight or experience, Experiencing lower libido, you might have low testosterone. And that's where Elite Men's Health comes in. Go by for an evaluation. Let Elite check your levels. And if your levels are low, let them develop a plan that's perfect for your body. So since I've been going to Elite, my total testosterone has increased 400%. And my free testosterone is up over 300%. So if you want to feel like you did when you were in your late teens and early 20s, head to Elite Men's Health. 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro and EliteMensHealth.com. It might be hard to imagine, but there's a place where you can find a restaurant on every corner. A place where you can eat like a king for as little as a dollar. It might be hard to imagine, but this is the same place where the school lunches aren't just delicious. They're themed with palate pleasers like mozzarella stick Mondays, taco Tuesdays, and French Fridays. Heck, even pizza counts as a vegetable here. This is a place where the fast food just keeps getting faster. You can even order delivery right from your video game console. And how's the food, you ask? Well, it is to die for. Don't believe us? Just ask the friends and family of the 300,000 who did last year. Welcome to the state of America. Welcome to Obesity USA. 
population 115 million and getting bigger by the day. To learn more, go to visitobesity.org. That's visitobesity.org. Brought to you by the Pennington Biomedical Research Foundation. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. 9303776. One more note on the, the Sunbelt schedule, and then we are moving on. I actually looked up the mileage for some of these these road trips. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, there have been, you know, in years past, several road trips that, you know, you could take a bus to. The final road trip of the season uh, for A-State, or the, uh, the next to last road trip of the season for A-State, February 9th and 11th, I, I don't think the Red Wolves are going to be able to bust that one. It is almost 1,100 miles from Statesboro to San Marcos. That's uh, 17 hours of drive time. Of course, that does not include food breaks. Uh, you can't have a driver that drives that long. It's got to It's just uh, that's there's better be some more flight money. <laughs> in the budget if yeah. the women's schedule looks like this i mean same thing uh, there's gonna have to be some plane tickets involved this year for some of these road trips uh that's uh that's lengthy but uh, again we'll uh we'll pick this conversation back up tomorrow after we see the women's schedule drop at one o'clock in the meantime you can find of course uh, that a state schedule at astateredwolves.com uh just conference only although i would anticipate that maybe we're maybe maybe we're not too far out from seeing uh, the full slate and then uh again uh, women's schedule tomorrow. So uh, let's uh, switch gears here. KavanaughCars.com question again. We're asking you what you think was the worst idea in sports history. That's in honor of the anniversary of Disco Demolition Night. And, of course, it's brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. I think just yesterday we told you about uh, all of the different inventory you can find there at Kavanaugh. But uh, don't forget that you can also sell them. A vehicle, if if sure you can trade one in, obviously, but you know you can just sell them a vehicle. If you take them a vehicle, they will give you a check. Unless you know you just really, really want to haggle with some weirdos on social media. If you do, <laughs> I mean you you do you. But I'm just going to tell you right now: if you post a, a vehicle on an online marketplace, you're going to get some weird messages. So just. Give yourself a break and, and take it to Kavanaugh. Uh, a lot of your answers, as we mentioned in the previous segment, were baseball-related. But uh, Keith Merritt, the only one to kind of reference another truly awful, terrible, all-time bad baseball decision. And that's when uh, they had 10-cent beer night back in the day. Uh, <laughs> um, as you can imagine, when... You have not just kind of cheap, but really, really dirt cheap alcohol. It tends to bring out a lot of people. And not just baseball fans, but uh, this was in 1974. The Indians, or the Cleveland franchise, whatever we're going to call them today, held their first and last 10-cent beer night. Uh, More than 25,000 fans showed up. Some of them had pre-gamed. And... They drank an estimated 60,000 10-cent beers. 
in the first inning, there were small explosions in the stands. In the fourth, a naked guy slid into second base. (laughs) In the fifth, a father and son team, family bonding here, jumped the infield and mooned the crowd. And then, then the game was over. So fans poured into the field. Uh, they basically surrounded Texas's best player. Uh, there were punches thrown. The Rangers manager had to, it was Billy Martin, had to get a bat out of the dugout and go to the field and like rescue his right fielder. And uh, yeah, thousands of drunken fans on the field. They brawled with police. They brawled with players. They fought with each other. And ultimately, the umpire called the game a forfeit after he was hit over the head with a chair. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, in terms of bad sports ideas, man, there's uh, baseball. You're, you, you're far and away. You are leading the conversation today. Uh, you've also got, you know, mentioned the the White Sox shorts uniform. Uh, MLB, of course, has tried to do it a few different exhibitions or spring training games or whatever. They've had ads on the bases. I hate that with an absolute passion. That's always looked dumb. But uh, and also, I always thought it was really, really stupid that the All Star Game decided home field advantage. Yeah, that was field. stupid. That was a dumb idea. Yeah, I'm so glad they went away from that a few years ago because that that's stupid. But now it is back to strictly being an exhibition, which is why I want to know today why there are so many baseball writers that have their panties in a twist that Albert Pujols is on the team. It's an exhibition. I get that he is not the Albert of 2010, and I get that he's only got like five home runs this year. But why are why are people mad that he gets to now be on this All Star team and participate in the home run derby? Because first off, it's not like they made it, it, he's not taking a spot away from anybody. The commissioner can add players at will, so the commissioner added Albert and Miggy, and then they created another spot for him in the home run derby. So it's not like he's out there taking an opportunity away from somebody. And plus, it's not like every player in baseball is scrambling to be in the Home Run Derby each year anyways. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, usually the week before the Home Run Derby, the conversation is almost always based around players who said they do not want to participate as opposed to who's actually in it. So now you've got this guy who, yes, he's at the twilight of his career and... Yes, he's not going to put on a show like he did in the early 2000s, but I, I just can't I can't wrap my head around being mad about this. And I've seen some people online are just like, he doesn't deserve it. The, the home run derby field, though, this year is actually going to be pretty good. Because you have Pujols, you have Pete Alonso, Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto, and Kyle Schwarber confirmed yeah. so far. And apparently there's two or three others that they're trying to get in as well. I think I've already seen, and as far as the big no so far, I think it's Vlad Guerrero Jr. who's yeah. already said that he's out, and that's a little bit disappointing. Um, I do want to see, you know, I want to. I don't know how they're going to work in kind of the legends aspect of it, but if Albert's in it, I want to see Miguel Cabrera in it. Uh, I want him to to be in that kind of legends bracket as well and have that last opportunity. Uh, but uh, the field should be fun, you know. Pete Alonso back to back actually the champion. I'm not sure how many... There's been a couple other back-to-back winners. I'm not sure if anybody's ever gone three in a row in terms of winning it. And it's easy to forget that Alonzo has gone back-to-back because, of course, back-to-back in this era means 2019 and in 2021. Yeah. 
uh, because there was not any type of all-star festivities in, in 2020 due to just that being a 60-game season, everything being weird and wonky and, and whatever. But uh, I don't think any... No, nobody's ever gone back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Griffey Jr. did win three. So Pete Alonso could tie that. Um, so that would be pretty cool. But yeah, Alonso, um, I love Ronald Acuna Jr. He's just... He's so fun to watch. Um, he made it to the second round of the derby in 2019 before he lost to Alonzo, who, you know, went on to win. But he hit a ton of tanks when he was in it in, in 2019. Albert, I'm trying to remember, it's Albert's fifth appearance in the derby. And then Soto, Schwarber. It'll be fun to see who else fills out the field. Uh, switching gears and, and looking at the Cardinals specifically just for a moment here. Of course, they go out last night. They're able to to earn a sweep. Miles um, Michaelis actually gets run support. Uh, they actually, there, there was offense last night a little bit for the Birds. It was a 6-1 final, by the way, if you didn't keep tabs on that. And, and Michaelis did what he has done for most of the season and, and went out and had a good performance. Seven and a third, I think, is, is what he went. Didn't strike out a ton of guys, but doesn't need to. And, of course, allowed that one run. Uh, six hits, and uh, gave up a first inning home run, and then that was that was it. Didn't walk anybody, so just a good, solid win for St. Louis. Uh, now you know you got to figure out what's going to happen with this St. Louis roster in terms of pitching news. Uh, nothing good. Jack Flaherty is now on the sixty day IL, so he is not going to be back till till August. At the earliest, there's I don't know what rehab is going to look like for him this time around. I, I have no idea what's going on with Flair. I don't think the Cardinals do either. But of course, this means that you still are, are in need of, of pitching depth. And one thing that's been interesting to watch over the past week and a half or so is how Dylan Carlson has put on a little bit of a show in center field with Harrison Bader out. Now, Harrison Bader is still the the premier defender at that that position. I, I still give him an edge over over Carlson. But prior to two weeks ago, I would have said it was a significant edge. And it's not significant anymore. I mean, Carlson has really handled the position very well. And uh, these two guys kind of neck and neck in terms of, of batting average. Um, Dylan Carlson gets on base a little bit better. Uh, Harrison Bader runs the bases a little bit better. So now all of a sudden, could you potentially have somebody expendable in Harrison Bader that you could dangle out there to go get some help with your pitching? I, I have no idea how the Cardinals are going to handle that with all of their outfielders, but but this team needs pitching and it, and it still needs some offense as well. You know, the... There, there are several spots on this roster that are that are underperforming, but having somebody at designated hitter who could hit righties is, I mean, Dickerson is not not being good. You need some offense. You need some pitching. How are they going to handle that moving forward? Uh, the challenge gets a little bit tougher now for the Cardinals because they're done with the Phillies, and now it's a three-game set against the Dodgers. I think even the most casual Baseball fans are aware of of how good the the Dodgers are. The fact that they've been good for a minute, 
But I know I had kind of slept on their rotation a little bit. You know, they do have a guy that's going to pitch tomorrow night, Tony Gonsolin. He's leading baseball in ERA. I mean, it's like a 1.6 something. To be fair, though, he has not thrown a lot of innings. No. If you go and look at his game logs, it's like five, five and a third and stuff like that. So, like, it counts, but, like, does it really count? He's not the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. But he has the best ERA. He does. I'll, if we're picking a starter out of anybody right now, I'll still take that dude from Miami that the Cardinals lost in the Ozuna trade. But uh, that's a different whining rant for a different day. But, you know, when you look at, at the Dodgers, I guess the Cardinals, <laughs> the Cardinals face like the weak link today in that Dodgers rotation in Mitch White, who has an ERA under three and a half. I mean, just everybody there that they bring out to the mound is phenomenal. They lead the National League in in terms of fewest runs allowed. I think they're just right on the Yankees' heels in terms of of that overall lead in, in all of baseball. They're just they're good. They have been good. They're going to continue to be good. They went out and and they just did so many things to build that roster. And yes, they spent a ton of money, but. Uh, they also developed some good organizational prospects as well, and then now all of a sudden it just looks like they are a, a absolute powerhouse. They have been good. They will be good. They're going to be good over the next few days, and this is going to be a really, really tough series for St. Louis. Now, the Brewers were off yesterday, so the Cardinals now just two games back in the NL Central. And, of course, any team in the, the Central right now, you know, you can – not that you want to go out and get swept by a great team, but you know that as you look ahead to that schedule in terms of being able to keep a team in the, the wild card hunt, you know, you've got games with Pittsburgh. You've got games with the Reds. You've got games with the Cubs. Several of all of those coming up on the remaining schedule. So if you have some hiccups against the good teams, you can pad your schedule with wins later on down the line. But uh, that being said, I would would like to, you know, in theory, see some competitive games out of the Cardinals over these three games. And I would like to see some kind of signs of life with the offense. And I think that last one there might be really, really hard to attain again with an offense that is already struggling. And now you have to go out and face the best collection of, of pitchers in baseball. Dodgers, by the way, have won seven in a row. Fun times. Yeah, I watched uh, a lot of the Dodgers this weekend. It was not fun. <laughs> Cubs went up Five nothing on Saturday, and then we're up like eight to two and lost. Mm. Or Sunday. That's that's tough. Yeah, seven run innings will do that to you. Yeah, yeah, those are hard to battle back from. No doubt about it. By the way, if you haven't checked any baseball scores lately. You might be a little bit surprised to know that uh, even at seven games, the Dodgers do not have the longest winning streak right now in Major League Baseball. That honor goes to the Orioles and the Mariners, both of which yeah. have won. Orioles will be at 10 by uh, the time Thursday rolls around. Oh, ye of little faith. Let's go to the phones and check in with Zach. How are you? What's up, Kara? What's up, man? How much are y'all? Good, you? Hey, I apologize. We're going to have to have a condensed phone call because we're going to have to go to break it pretty quick. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll just call back uh, tomorrow. See you guys. Okay. Hey, uh, I, I do apologize for that, Zach, but uh, that's on me for kind of mismanaging our, our time today. Let's go ahead and take that last break, and we'll come, up, uh, come back and, and wrap things up on a Tuesday on the Workday Red Zone.
Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Quick Lane in Jonesboro is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, and alignments. Quick Lane is the home of buy three, get one free on tires and oil changes. With tires starting as low as $59 and the everyday low oil change price of $34.99. Plus, financing options are available. At Quick Lane, we also do brakes and alignments for all makes and models. Your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, alignments, and oil changes is Quick Lane. At the corner of Caraway and Highland, next to Tommy's Car Wash or call 870-934-1907. Hytrol's mission is to create material handling technology and relationships that move the world. You see the mission statement being lived out pretty much everywhere at Hytrol. It's a pretty unique mission in that there's a greater purpose in it. Think about the idea of moving the world, everything that we use in our day-to-day lives, that our families use, everything is impacted by the work that we do at Hytrol. So there's a bigger purpose there. Become a part of the Hytrol family. Visit careers.hytrol.com. Hey there, this is Brad Bobo, personally inviting you to join me for The Drive. It's a place where we talk about the sports news that matters to you and to the people making it. A-State in the Sun Belt, Arkansas in the SEC, plus the Cardinals, Grizzlies, and especially our local high school coaches and athletes. We've got you covered on The Drive. It truly is a show about local sports, plus you never know when a song is going to break out. So join Will I Ain't and me for The Drive, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6, right here on the Ticket Radio Network. Hannah complained of a headache. It was a rhabdomyosarcoma. Within a few days, Hannah was in treatment because we were told that the tumor was very aggressive. And it very quickly became clear that St. Jude was the ultimate place to be. So we've essentially put our lives in South Africa on hold. Incredibly blessed to be here. St. Jude is an asset to the world. The research that is developed here is offered freely to the rest of the medical world. The entire way that the place operates is just to give and to care. I think it's the kind of place that not only stands as a beacon for pediatric cancer, but I think it could teach the world a couple of lessons about how to treat people. And I think if those lessons could be learned, even in their most basic form, this world could be a better place. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. My dad served in Vietnam, the 82nd Airborne Division. He never talked about it. And my mom knew not to ask. So dad buried himself in work and self-medicated and would lose his temper sometimes. Loud noises would put him on edge. It got rough. So I finally said to him, Dad you got to get help. As a family member or friend, you may be the first to notice when a veteran you love has been going through changes. Things like withdrawing, drinking more, or increased anger could be a sign of a larger health concern. But help is available. Dad finally went to VA for one-on-one and group therapy and got some really great tools to help him manage things. And I got my dad back. Listen to hundreds of inspiring stories at maketheconnection.net and learn how you can support the veterans in your life. Treatment works. Recovery is possible. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. 
Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, home stretch here on a Tuesday on the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade with you for just a couple minutes here. Of course, Cade's going to stick around with you on the setup after this. Hope you guys stick around too. And then following that, uh, hey, uh, we've still got that free gas and groceries giveaway. So you need to make sure that you're listening to Brad Bobo today on the drive in the 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock hours. It's easy enough. He's going to throw out a code word, and then you're going to go to 953theticket.com, and you're going to enter said code word for the chance to win free gas and free groceries i would take either one (laughs) i would be perfectly fine with either one but this gives you an opportunity to win both courtesy of our awesome sponsors gamble home hayes grocery and food smart so thank you to those partners and uh, good luck again make sure you're listening today uh, what do we got going on? Uh, just about to ramp up a Tuesday here. We've been taking all of your bad ideas in sports over the course of the program. Uh, you all have had some some good ones. Uh, there are some I had on my list that we didn't get to today. Uh, you know, it, it was going to look at some some basketball headlines. A lot of people making making a lot of some recent comments by John Morant. Some people just making up completely recent comments by John Morant. But, uh, of course, a uh, bad idea for the Grizzlies was always, gosh, that 2009 draft is always one that kind of brings up, or that comes to mind. A recent awful idea, got to be the Jazz's rebrand. That is some bad the stuff. The Bumblebees. They uh, got to adjust the settings on the color on your TV to be able to watch their games right now. Let's go to the phones before we wrap it up. Adam and Walnut Ridge is with us. Two for the price of one here. Okay. Lawn darts. Okay. And professional wrestling. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. You guys have a great day. Hey, you too. How long have lawn darts been illegal? Uh, I'm not sure. They, I mean, basically, they were giant javelins that people threw, except it was like a yard game, which... They got banned. So in 1970, the FDA classified sharp-pointed lawn darts as a mechanical hazard, which prohibited the sale of lawn darts. So uh, it does look like you can still buy them somewhere. But yeah, a kid got killed by a lawn dart. So I, to be honest, I didn't even know that was a thing until right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, 1970, a little bit before your time. Yeah. So that's kind of understandable. That sounds like a great, like, 70s idea, though. <laughs> Just, like, smoking in this hospital be, waiting rooms. Yeah, this will be fun. Like, <laughs> And then, like, three years later, <laughs> someone dies. It's like, well, maybe that wasn't a great idea. I think now, surely now, okay, these look kind of fun. They have some now that have, like, plastic rounded tips instead of, you know, the metal dart tips. Yeah, so those won't that actually like fun. kill you. Yeah, yeah. I have been hit 
in the back with a dart dart. It was unenjoyable. So I can't imagine what a lawn dart would feel like. But you know what? That's a story for another day. We're done. Wrapping it up. I appreciate everybody who called, tweeted, commented, texted throughout the course of today's program. And also appreciate A-State Nation publisher Jeff Reed for joining us earlier. We'll have that interview up for you later if you need to catch up on some A-State recruiting talk at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. The setup with Cade and Andrew is on the way next, followed by The Drive with Brad Bobo. Have it here in the morning for the Front Row with Budrow at 7 a.m. RWRC Radio Off-Air this week. He'll be back next week. And, of course, uh, The Drive, or excuse me, The Workday Red Zone returns tomorrow at noon. Got to work on my outros sometimes. Get on autopilot. It's not good. Again, uh, thanks to everybody who spent today with us. Cannot wait to talk to you tomorrow. Have a great, great day.